Okay, this is the Brian Hornback Experience. This, this is episode 72, and I've got another candidate running for public office in 2022. And this is an independent candidate running for the Knox County School Board over in the 1st District. That's East Knoxville. And it's Miss Brianna Holloway. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Brianna Holloway, you own uh, Claire's Closet and Crafts over on Magnolia. Is that correct? It is. And you also serve as the 6th District Neighborhood Advisory Council representative, right? That's right. So now, so you, you, obviously you're a business owner. Obviously you've got some, you, you've, uh, you're, you're a neighborhood, uh, advisory council representative. So now you're going to run for Knox County school board. So talk to us about who Brianna Holloway is and, uh, why you've decided to run for Knox County school board. All right. Well, um, I am a Knoxville native, uh, born and raised here. I am also uh, the mother of five children, uh, four who are currently Knox County students. I have two at the high school level and two at the elementary school level. And I have one who will be starting pre-K um, in 2023. Um, I am also a graduate of Austinese mm. and a graduate of the University of Tennessee. Um, I also received my master's online. Wow. Um, and as you mentioned, I, I am a business owner. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I own a vintage and thrift store on Magnolia, and part of my mission is to give back to the community. Um, I've been involved with uh, several community-based organizations. Um, in the past three years, I won't go into list and all of those. Oh, but sure. Yeah, I, but I've I've been a social justice advocate and an outspoken member of this community for several years, and I'm running because I want to be able to take my advocacy to another level, and um, this is the perfect position for me because everything that happens in Knox County schools has a direct effect on my household. Right, right. Well, and I mean, I was on the school board 20 years ago, and one of the reasons I decided to run 20 years, or decided to run and and get elected to school board 20 years ago is because I too at that time had kids in school. So I can certainly appreciate that. It seems like uh, with our current school board, there's not really that many folks that do have children in the public school system. And so, you know, obviously that's good. What, what do you see being the major issues uh, facing the first district as far as school issues? Um, well, uh, there, there's several issues, right. um, and I think uh, probably one of the major ones um, that we need to address is definitely going to be uh, safety in schools mm. and relationships between students, uh, staff, and law enforcement in the schools. Mm. Um, I uh, I was in school when Columbine happened, mm. um, so I completely understand and remember why there was even this big push to push to put law enforcement um, in our schools and so um, I am for keeping um, law enforcement in our schools right um, and then all of the schools that I would be representing um, while they are not county schools they all are in the city's limits right. so you know I would like to you know make sure that we maintain good relations with KPD 
um, KCSO and um, the school security. Um, I know that a lot of our students um, that are graduating, especially from Austinese, um, a lot of them are not college ready. Mm. And while I have spent the majority of my adulthood pursuing degrees, uh, while I said that I did finish my master's, I've also studied at the doctorate level, both for my JD and PhD, mm. um, though I did not finish. So I am a big proponent of secondary education, uh, but I do know that it is not for everybody, um, and it's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I would like to see, uh, once we talk a little bit about safety, is trying to bring back some technical trade and uh, straight to career from high school uh, options. Um, Take a look at that curriculum. And then we also have a countywide teacher shortage. Mm. Um, And I know that um, Austinese has uh, particularly been affected by that. Um, And I don't think enough has been done to try to recruit and retain qualified teachers or even qualified staff because um, I think that, you know, our TAs, our custodians, and our cafeteria workers and bus drivers do so much to carry the day-to-day responsibilities and needs of our school system, but they're definitely underappreciated mm. and under underpaid. And so those will probably be my, my top three right there. Well, and, and I even remember, I mean, and, and you bring up an interesting point because the, uh, the the employees you talk about, the teaching assistants, the educational assistants, the janitors, the uh, the cafeteria workers, the bus drivers, they interact with every, chi- every child that comes through the Knox County School System. That's where, right. Whereas, whereas teachers, you know, typically have, you know, particularly in the elementary school, uh, they have their 25 or 30 students. Um and so, but you know, those other people who are who are the underpaid uh, backbone of the school system, you know, they're they're interacting with with every one of them because they're all walking through the hallways, they're all getting on the bus, they're all getting off the bus, they're mm-hmm. uh, they're all going through the cafeteria. Uh, so you know, you you bring up an interesting point, and I know there's been a movement uh, with the city administration, with um, with Mayor Ken Cannon and City Council, uh, to bring uh, all their pay up to at least fifteen dollars. Um, would you, would you be in support of, of them, uh, with, uh, Knox County schools, at least with those, with those positions that we've talked about, uh, those being the, the cap, the, what, what they call the classified because teachers are considered certified. Mm-hmm. So the classified employees, would you be in support of, of starting that salary at a $15 or, or higher range, uh, in order to retain and, and, uh, get good quality classified employees? Absolutely would. Um, I think fifteen dollars is sort of meeting the bare bones of of what one would consider a, a living wage, and I also think it either matches or surpasses um, a lot of the the wages that other entry level positions are paying. Um, and I also used to work for the city of Knoxville. Mm. Uh, I worked in the three one one department. Um, I 
off and on for several years um, between 2009 and 2020. Um, and I also worked for the state of Tennessee um, in the Department of Human Services. Mm. Um, so I've, I've been in that public service sector um, off and on for years. And I was one of those that was underpaid, but mm. was doing a lot of the frontline work. So I, I absolutely know firsthand how it feels to be a public servant. And then, you know, at the end of that two-week period or on the 15th and the 30th of the month, you know, you're looking at your at your bank account and trying to figure out how you're going to turn it, you know, 15 cents into a dollar uh, to pay your bills. So, um, you know, I'm all for the underdog, and I'm all for being realistic. And like I said, I've been in their shoes, so mm. I'm definitely for starting out at a minimum fifteen dollar pay. Well, that's great, and you know, I also know that a lot of the schools in the in the city, and in, in particular in the first district, you know, a lot of those um, really haven't had any attention. I know Lonsdale. I'm not sure if Lonsdale's in the first district or not, but but Lonsdale's getting a new school. Uh, and so there's also a lot of uh, situations where uh, I guess the, the school system really needs to, to kind of look at those school buildings and, and see uh, kind of kind of what's going on um, with um, with the facilities there. Um, and um, I mean, do you see that as an issue as well? I definitely do. Um I met that serves on the neighborhood advisory council as well, and she lives in the Lionsdale neighborhood. Um, and her and I had an extensive talk about what was going on uh, with the with the current building with uh, Lionsdale Elementary, and you know how needed and overdue um, the new elementary school was needed in the area. Um, I live in Mechanicsville, mm. and so we have a really small uh, neighborhood elementary school. Um, that's, that that's, building, that's, Maynard, that's Maynard Elementary, right? It is. Right. And that building is very old. I mean, my great-grandmother <laughs> went to school in that very same building um, as did my grandmother and my father. Um, so I know that, you know, there's you know, probably some maintenance um, and building upkeep. Um, my children were zoned for West, but I intentionally transferred my two older older children to Austin East. And I do see places in that building where um, you can tell that, you know, the ceiling is leaking. If the ceiling is leaking, that means that there's issues in the roof. Right. Um, and a lot of that stuff looks the same way it did when I walked those halls. Mm. Um Next year will be my 20-year um, anniversary uh, from graduating. And so if I can, you know, recognize some things that were there 20 years ago, you know, there's definitely a need for, um, I guess, some infrastructure um, done in these schools. And, and I don't think enough was spoken about that um, from my previous District 1 representatives. And what do you think, uh, I mean, obviously Austin East last year uh, lost a student, um, uh, Anthony Thompson Jr. Do, do you think the community is continuing to heal? Do you think the community has healed? Uh, how do you think that is interacting with the students at Austin East today? Um, I don't think that the community has completely healed. 
Um, because if I'm going to be honest, I do not think that some members, not all, but some members of the community have not been honest about the situation with themselves. Okay. Um, I, I think the ball was dropped uh, completely by our um, by our Board of Education rep when um, all the students previous to that were being killed um, mm. up, leading up to when uh, Anthony was killed in the bathroom and then going back to the day before school started um, when uh, John John was killed. Mm. Um, I think she should have taken all of those incidents um as an opportunity to be communicative, um, be open and honest uh, about what was going on in those situations, especially the situation regarding uh, Anthony Thompson, uh, because I think people have a better understanding of things, even if they don't like it, when they are informed and know what's going on. Right, and and there and there never has been. A true community meeting at Austin East since any of the since any of those deaths have occurred, correct? There was one. Was there? Um, that, okay. There was one that took place in February um, after the two students were killed that month. Um, I was there. Um, not all of the board members were there. I would have liked to have seen all of the board members present, especially considering what was going on, because at that point, we that was we already had three students mm. that had been killed at, at this point. Um, I know that Evansy was late to the meeting. Um, that did not sit well with me, because um, I think she should have probably been the first one through the door. Mm. Um, I know that there were not a lot of parents there at the meeting and um i don't think that the community was invited i don't think it was really pushed to the public it was more of a meeting concerning parents mm. um but i know um superintendent thomas had gotten on the stage and he he made a comment about uh, the lack of people in the audience there mm. uh, especially considering what was going on and I mean, he has a point. Um, it is hard to, um, I guess, be concerned and continue to try to tackle the issues when the people who are in the community surrounding this school and the people who are directly tied to this school are not showing any genuine interest. But when you take into consideration things that are going on in people's homes, lack yeah. of transportation, lack of access to information, or, you know, perhaps they, you know, are working mm -hmm. second shifts or taking on second jobs or yeah. attending to younger children or disabled or elderly parents. Everyone is not able to come to these meetings in the traditional sense that we're used to having these PTA meetings or community forums. And sometimes you just have to meet people where they are. And I definitely intend to do that. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, uh, obviously, obviously, uh, Knox, Knoxville, Knox County in particular, I mean, it's not, it's not like we're wealthy people, but certainly in the first district, it's, it's not like, it's not like there's a lot of, um, 
I mean, obviously there's poverty. I mean, let's let's just be let's just be real about it. There's poverty in in, in the first district, and you know, I mean, obviously when when you have poverty, when you have lack of transportation, when you're having meetings at night where cat may or may not be able to take you, and when you have legitimate fear in the community after dark, I mean, you know, and you got people who are taking care of of children i mean it's, it's i mean it's it's a it's a it's 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 real i mean it's real it really world. is it really it is. is and and i and you know i'm right there with them you know you probably heard my my baby kind of cry from oh, attention in the background that, <laughs> that's, that's that's fine that that show that shows that you're real i mean you know that's I, right. I mean that's you exactly know. right so I'm a um, real parent absolutely and, and I, you know, I'm trying to take her visits and take sure, a baby, and then sure. I'm multitasking right now. So while I'm doing this interview with you, I'm I, loading up my dishwasher I, and getting ready to dinner. I, 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 I can appreciate that. And, and you know, so you're running as an independent. You're not going to run as a, you're not running as a Republican or Democrat. And that's that's something new uh, for the school board. They used to be nonpartisan. So mm-hmm. you know, if somebody got um, more than fifty percent, they just became the school board member. And if somebody didn't get 50%, then it was a runoff. But now the state's changed it to where you got to run as Republican or Democrat. You've chosen to run as an independent. Is there a reason that you decided to be an independent? I mean, do you feel like, do you feel like neither the Republican party nor the Democrat party really represent you and that you want to be an independent or what was the reason you decided to run as an independent? Well, um, you know, typically, I I do vote as a Democrat. Sure, that's okay. um, and I think that's kind of based on how they have the ballot set up, especially in the primary. You have to choose a party, right? Uh, when you vote in the primary, and so usually the the people who are running in my district are running under that Democratic party, right? Um, but that doesn't mean um, that I am, you know, against. Uh, Republican candidates or, you know, against some of their, their views. Right. Um, I'm more of a middle-of-the-road person. And so I had considered running under the Democratic Party uh, when I decided to run for this particular office. Um, but I found out that the Democratic Party had already decided to endorse um, Reverend Butler. Okay. So, um, rather than me try to convince them that they had made the wrong choice, <laughs> I just decided to go ahead and run as an independent. And, you know, that way, um, I believe it, it opens me up to pulling voters from both sides. Sure. Well, and, and, and the bottom line is you, you basically get a freebie on May the 3rd. I mean, when, pe- <laughs> when, when people go to vote on May the 3rd, they're not going to find Brianna Holloway on uh, their ballot on May the 3rd, they're, they're going to, they're going to find you on the ballot on August the 4th. So, um, so when people go and they vote on May the 3rd, they're going to pick the, the Democrat candidate that's going to be their, their Democrat candidate. And then when they, then, uh, then when they, we get to July 15th, which is the first day of early voting for August 4th, early voting is July 15th through the 30th. And then on August the 4th is the general election then they'll have the choice of, of the Democrat candidate and they'll have a choice of Brianna Holloway. And of course there's another independent candidate, but where since this is your time, we're not going to, we're not, we're not going to mention somebody else's name, 
because I'm all about getting information about everybody that's on the ballot. And this is your time on the Brian Hornback Experience, episode 72. Um, so, uh, so they'll get to choose. And so I'm sure, uh, you know, you're probably not going to get a whole lot of attention between now and May the 3rd. Uh, but the good thing about a podcast is it's going to uh, still be there uh, after May. And we'll probably talk again after May the 3rd and we'll talk again going up. But obviously you really don't. I mean, so you've got an extra you've got an extra period of time to really talk to the community uh, and, and get those people. And the good thing about your situation is that because you're not a Republican, you're not a Democrat. When you do become the school board member, you get to represent everybody. And, and, That's right. And, and even if you're a Republican or a Democrat, you've got to represent everybody anyway. But being an independent, and see, that's, that's the thing that I kind of, obviously, I got elected 20 years ago uh, for the school board as a nonpartisan. Everybody knows me as a Republican. I've got Democrat friends. Everybody knows me as a Republican. But the good news about it is that, that you get this extra time to campaign uh, leading up to August the 4th. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, have you been able to set up a uh, campaign? I, I know that people can find you, obviously, on Facebook is Brianna Holloway, mm -hmm. and we will spell that for everybody. That is B-R-E-Y-A-U-N-A. -Y Am I right? That's right. Oh, Brianna, and it's H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y. I actually had your name written down somewhere, but that piece of paper has left me. But anyway... <laughs> Brianna Holloway's on Facebook. Also, the same name, Brianna Holloway, 6th District Neighborhood Advisory Council Reps on Facebook as well. I guess in the future, you'll probably be setting up a campaign Facebook page too, won't you? Well, maybe, um, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm, okay. I'm keeping that, um, that business page I have for sure. my 6th District, right. kind of right. just launching it from there. I just haven't changed the title sure. of it because... Okay. Uh, by the hopefully slim chance that I don't win okay. <laughs> this well, I mean, election, you st you was, you've still got to be the sixth district neighborhood advisory council, right? Right. That's right. right. I've still got a, another year um, in that position, and then I can apply to do another term in that position. But if, sure. if I do win, um, I'll change the title of, of that particular page. But I like to keep it there. I'm I'm kind of established and, sure. uh, on that page. Don't have a lot of followers, but I do a lot of information sharing mm -hmm. from, from that page. Yep. And so I'll just keep it there. Um, I know not everyone is social media savvy or likes right. social media. Um, I'm not going to go out and rent another space um, right. for campaign headquarters. So I'm using my business. Sure, that's it. That's at 2131 Magnolia. That's Claire's Closet and Crafts, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So, that's right. So those folks in the first district that they want to find Brianna Holloway, they can find her uh, at 2131 Magnolia, Claire's Clo Closet and Crafts, and uh, go by and see her. And, of course, they're always welcome to purchase something while they're there, too, right? <laughs> that's right. But, hey, uh, I will link to, uh, obviously, um, as we finish out this uh, interview uh, here on the Brian Hornback Experience, I will uh, I will link in my blog post uh, that that has the video and the audio. And by the way, I had a I had a little mix up on the video during during this, so there'll be a part one and a part two because apparently my video decided to crash at some point. So we didn't miss, we didn't miss a whole lot, but uh, I will link to your six district neighborhood advisory council rep page uh, for people to find you. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again in the future, and I wish you the best of luck. 
and uh, any information that I can do to help get it out for you as you get closer and closer and closer to the election, uh, BrianHornback.com is here for you. So um, I wish you well, and uh, and it's been great talking to you. Yes, likewise. I, I thank you for your time and for, for featuring me on your show. Uh, thank you for everything. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I, I do hope to work with you again uh, in the future, uh, not just for through this campaign, but also as the community rep, and um, hopefully as an official school board member, we'll do some work together. Sounds good. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye.